0: Hello and welcome to the Leicester Mercury uh, View from the Crumbie podcast. Uh, my name is Mark Clayton. I'm joined today by our resident Leicester Tigers expert, Paul Jones. And we'll be talking about all things Leicester Tigers and what's going on at Welford Road. So, Paul, if I can start with, uh, what did you make of Tigers' performance against Racing 92 on Sunday?
1: Uh, for all but ten minutes, it was uh, it, it was very good and very encouraging. Unfortunately, those ten minutes were the first ten minutes, which saw Rassing go into a fourteen 0 lead. And I think at that point, a lot of us looked at each other and thought, "Oh no, it's going to be another Glasgow and uh, yeah. a forty point um, back up But it wasn't to be the case. They uh, pulled the socks up, rolled the sleeves up, got stuck into Rassing, and. Uh, could easily have won the game at the end. Um, you know, I think some people thought that with a penalty at the at the end of the match, they might have kicked that and got a draw from the yeah. game and, and uh, a point. But no, they went for the win. Unfortunately, they weren't able to get the win. But you know, the the second second half and probably sixty seventy minutes were were, were encouraging and a huge before, a huge improvement on what we we've, we've seen in recent weeks. Anyway,
0: it was very different from the previous the previous week and the heavy defeat
1: well the heavy defeat at Castro is is a little bit misleading because they didn't play that badly there Uh, they just didn't take their opportunities I I wouldn't say that they they ever did enough to win against Castro but 39-0 suggests that they were uh, never in the game that wasn't the case they had three or four occasions when they could easily have scored a try, probably should have scored a try. Yeah. And it wouldn't be too much to, say, to suggest that they, they ought to have come away with that with at least one point from a bonus point, maybe two for you know, getting within seven points of Yeah, but that's that's another story. Yeah, of
0: course. There's been various rumblings about Tigers standing now within the European game following what is yet a further defeat in the pool stages. Are you, are you pessimistic or, or, or
1: optimistic? Is your glass half full or half empty in uh, European terms? It's very much glass half full. It's only, it's only two years ago that Tigers were in the semi-finals of the competition yeah. with a home semi-final like that, uh, ironically against Racing. Uh, many people would look back to that and say that Tigers ought to have won on that day. Um, the game changes very quickly you only have to look at the turnover of, of players at clubs across Europe and it only takes one or two changes and all of a sudden you go from also runs or nearly contenders to, to be among the front runners so yeah. it won't take much because Tigers have got the pedigree they know how to compete in Europe they know what they have to do um, a, a good draw in a slightly easier group might help them as well than they've had in, in recent yes, years with yeah. with the likes of Rassing and Munster in the, in the last two years the the groups of death. So no, it's not as it's not as miserable as it seems. This year, obviously, it wasn't a good campaign. You know, nobody's going to suggest it is, but I don't think it takes an awful lot of change in in personnel to turn that round.
0: Let's let's take the optimism then into the Anglo- Welsh uh, competition this weekend. How seriously do and will Tigers take this game against Cardiff and the rest of the competition?
1: Well, I think one reason they have to take it seriously is that they need a win. Yeah, you know they've had one in the last nine games, and however tough that run has been, and however close they've got in games, it still comes down to the fact that they've only won one of those those matches. So they urgently need a win, and they urgently need a win at home as well because they've lost too many matches at at Welford Road. Let's be honest about it. Um, and they take it seriously for a different reason, because you know the players coming through are very very important for the lifeblood of the club, um, and they want to see the guys go out the young guys go out there perform well, yeah. and show that they are making progress towards regular first team places, for example, Harry Wells did that uh, last year with some great shows in the in the anglo welsh cup and i think that's helped him um not quite establish himself in the first team but he's very much a first team challenger these days uh and um and matt o'connor and uh, uh and the rest of the coaching team they they want to see more of those uh, impressive displays from from the guys that get a chance next um, over the next couple of weeks, and also for people like you know Gareth Owen, uh, the, the more experienced players who haven't really had a chance. In Gareth's case, that's down to injury, but I think we saw what a good player he was last uh, last weekend against Rassing, and he will want game time for match fitness so that he can challenge for a place when yeah. when the Premiership games do come around in uh, in, in two three weeks time.
0: Allied to that. How important were the signings uh, this week uh, for the development from the development squad?
1: It's always encouraging when you've got a good crop of, of good young players coming coming through, and I think Tigers certainly have that at the moment. Um, the key thing there to be aware of is that it is potential, yeah. um, and most of these guys aren't ready to play in the in the Premiership. But they might get the odd. Replacement appearance, but you won't be looking at them as regular starters in the Premiership side as yet. So, for a group of eight to uh, to, co- to commit to the club over the next few years gives Leicester a chance to uh, to develop those skills, gradually blood these players and uh, and work them through. And I think we, you know we've seen with with, with players of the uh, the calibre of of Ben White and Harry Simmons and and Charlie Thacker that they're not far away yeah. from, from challenging for those places. Uh, in the Premiership, you you know you wouldn't um, you wouldn't object too much if they were given chances over the uh, over the back end of the of the season, um, assuming that they they pull up well over the next couple of weeks in the uh, in the Anglo Welsh. On that, one final point
0: then, the rest of the season. So we've, we enter now a rather strange time with the Six Nations also taking place during the Premiership season within a couple of weeks. Leicester Tigers are not in a particularly good place, certainly table-wise. How do you see the rest of the season panning out? Let's crystal ball, mist, mist, <laughs> Mystic
1: Paul Jones, Gypsy Lee Jones. <clears throat> this is where we take a deep breath, isn't it? And uh, it, so much is going to be riding on the uh, the game at Gloucester uh, on February the tenth, when we get back into the Premiership. Tigers win there, then they're back within. Um, Spitting distance of the of the top four, they lose. They've got a lot of work to do to catch up to the top four, but also if they've got work to do to catch up in the top six. Yeah. Now that all those uh, waters are muddied by the fact that they will be without uh, their England contingent yeah. and, and Luke Hamilton, we imagine will be with Scotland as well. So there is uh, a a big um a big emphasis on the guys who are coming through uh, to replace the likes of uh, uh, Ben Youngs and uh, George Ford, Johnny May um, and Dan Cole, that yeah. they have to put their hands up, they have to perform and they have to ensure that over the, the course of those games during the Six Nations, Tigers pick up at least enough points to stay in touch with the top four, if not close ground on the top four. I think we've seen during the during the course of the season that if you are able to uh, to pick up two or three wins together or two wins and a couple of bonus points here and there, then that is enough to, to um, push you up the table and into uh, into position to challenge. Uh, I think Newcastle are the latest side to do yeah. that. Now, I don't for a minute believe that some of the sides that are ahead of Tigers, I mean, like Gloucester, like Sale, like Newcastle, are better than Tigers. Uh, and hopefully the, the table will reflect that at the end of the season. If Tigers have a bad spell during the uh, uh, Six Nations campaign, I think it's going to be very tough for them to make the uh, the top four. You're
0: gonna stick your neck out then. Is it
1: top four or not? You've got to say it's top four. It's Leicester yeah. Tigers, isn't it? You know, uh, position was is probably quite uh, a little bit tougher than it was last year because of the players that they are losing uh, to England. Um, but they've got to do it. You know, they've got to uh, show that determination as he showed against Racing last week. And if they can perform with that level of intensity and that energy that they showed in the last hour against Racing, that would be good enough to win, I would say, 80% of the games that they've got remaining. Uh, And that ought to get them in the top four. If I look at at Tigers as a side, they ought to be in the top four. They ought to be knocking on the door of the top three. But, you know, it's not playing on paper. It's what happens out on the field. And over the course of the season so far, Tigers haven't quite done it. They're not far away, but they need to turn that corner now.
0: On that optimistic note, thank you very much. And that's all from View from the Crumbly for this week.
1: And we look forward to uh, speaking next week when we'll have uh, a roundup of what happened against Cardiff Blues and a look forward to the, the final pool game against uh, the yet now local rivals, Wasps.